Hey everybody, welcome to the Great Podcast. This is the Weekender Edition. Uh, thank you to our patrons and subscribers, we appreciate you. Uh, I, I gotta tell you, uh, just before we even get into this, I'm here of course with Nick Hausman. Uh, I've had a week. I've had a, I've had a hell of a week. I'm ornery this week. I sliced up my thumb Ooh. real bad. Dealing with that, on top of that, uh, the American political climate, I know this is going to shock people, uh, is in complete and utter freefall. It's, it's entering a, a, an arena of madness that is both uh, frightening, disturbing, but also uh, completely irritating. Nick, we have to talk about the Democratic Party. We have to talk about Joe Manchin. I'm sorry. I'm sick of talking about his ass, too. I wish we didn't have to. But, Nick, he, he's going to leave the Democratic Party if they don't hold back aid to children and poor people it's going it, it's going to force him to leave the party it's it the thought of it is too much nick it's too much he's taking this ball and going home <laughs> he's taking his big ball of stupid coal and going home yeah i mean it's he it's that typical and i don't even know if he, what, what does that do for him anyway really i mean he really should just go to the republican party honestly at this point but the irony is is that he has no sway there either he's just another face in the crowd if he goes to the republican party another awful asshole who doesn't want to help anybody um and frankly i i thought you know let's just primary him or whatever get him out of there in 2024 as it is you know anyway but um there, there is no this is like an empty threat it feels like right like he's out of threats he's out of ammunition and so he's left to say well i'm going to leave the party if uh, if you don't if you don't listen to me more or something i don't know oh man i have to tell you when this story came out um and it was floated by david corn over at mother jones when this story started making the rounds for, I, i've been expecting this for a while i've been expecting mansion to start flirting with the idea of possibly uh leaving the democratic party and we'll talk more about what that would mean what it would look like if he actually does it and if it isn't an empty threat uh but this is <clears throat> this is one more club in his golf bag is what it is uh and and the the truth is that he is telling the democratic party I'm, I'm done with the party unless we shred the the bills down to almost nothing, right? Unless you get rid of clean energy because, you know, Joe Manchin, that, that man runs on uh, dirty, dirty energy. And, you know, unless you take away basically any credit that is going to help people, that doesn't have to be means tested, that could create the so-called entitlement society – at which point he says that he would become an independent and who knows where it will happen from there. He, of course, told his Democratic associates, but also Joe Biden, which imagine that, by the way, going into the president of the United States of America's office and telling him to his face, unless you uh, kowtow to my demands, I'm going to leave the party. And I, I, I got to tell you, the idea that you would do this in order to deprive people of aid and, and, and to do it to make sure that people's lives didn't get better. This is a special level of disgusting that he is doing right now. And, and again, it, I'm very hot over this and the whole situation. It just pisses me off to no end, Nick. Well, you know, it's um, it's crazy. It, we, uh, Chris Murphy comes on and, you know, this is a, a, a negotiation, right, in theory. And if you're negotiating, I mean, it's a hostage situation currently. Right. Because, sure. you know, it, it's actually, yeah, somebody's treating this like a negotiation while someone else is treating it like a hostage situation. And that's why we're not getting on the same page because, okay, like, you know, we want 
$3.5 trillion for this bill. That's okay, we'll start really high knowing that it'll probably get pared down anyway, right? So Chris Murphy comes on the, on, you know, the news today and is now lobbying for that saying, well, listen, you know, if you asked me 10 years ago, if we were gonna get one and a half trillion dollars for a special aid, pa aid, uh, um, aid package for our constituents, that would be amazing. I would love to have that. And you know, that's pretty much where we are now. So let's just take the one and a half trillion and, and, and call it a win. Um, at this point, he might end up being right, but I don't even think it's gonna be that high, right? Isn't that, it doesn't seem like Manchin's, uh, is satisfied with with that mansion isn't going to be satisfied until his constituents are eating sawdust and dirt let's just be real about that and i i have to tell you we got to get into i i hesitate to say strategy nick you know it's the only word that actually fits into this but the strategy with which the Democratic Party entered into this entire situation, uh, that's not the word. Uh, it, it's, it's an absolute debacle on every front. And you're exactly right. $1.5 in terms of investment in the past would have been seen as some sort of win. That's not the ball game that has been created here. This moment right now is ugly. <laughs> this is a really, really rough little, and, and I'll, I'll use a, a term our friends in the media love, it's a rough cycle right now. This is a tough little time for the Democratic Party and the people who supported them. And the people who, by the way, went out and worked for them, they, 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 you know, they, they wore their shoes out going door to door canvassing, uh, writing postcards, volunteering for them. And all of the things that they got told that they were going to be out there trying to make happen are now just falling by the wayside as Captain Cole over here is just, you know, yelling like, no, you can't have more soup. No, you, you listen, you should probably get used to standing in food lines and be happy that we're even going to have food lines. And the Democratic Party at this point is not just held over a barrel by this guy, but they're negotiating down themselves. They have created a situation that is all set up to fail, and it, it was as obvious as could be from the very beginning it was heading in this way. And Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin is just doing what Joe Manchin would do. It's not a surprise that he is in this position. So why is that like upsetting? Why is it that the Democrats are doing anything wrong? Like We knew this. The second they got control, control of the 50 senators and Biden wins, Manchin's name suddenly was the headline since, since January. Every day. Knowing that this was going to happen. So I don't know what the strategy is supposed to be because you have a guy who's severely compromised. And so if that's the dirt that they somehow need to like do a, uh, a, a uh, some journalist needs to dig, dig really deep and expose uh, Manchin. I mean, we, we hear the things about his coal connections, but maybe there's a Pulitzer Prize behind this that will force him to be like, hey, because, you know, maybe people in West Virginia finally would say this guy is two-faced and not, you know, treating us the way he's supposed to be treated because he simply wants to keep his money. I just saw some video they did on, you know, one of those things uh, about the people in his family and how much fucking money they make on coal. Um, each one of them, it's crazy. His wife and him and then his kids. Um, so the, he's severely compromised. Like there isn't any way around that. And it doesn't, I don't know if the people of West Virginia care. Obviously they don't because he has no pressure on him to do anything other than say, cut that out. But here's what's so frustrating. They cut it out. They said, fine, we'll take this huge initiative that's gonna actually save the fucking planet. 
because yeah, you we'll, want to make we'll more die money. in a fiery apocalypse, Joe. Thank you. Yeah. We'll we'll take it. Yeah. Enjoy your. Time. It'll probably happen like after you die, like right after you die. So it's not going to matter to you anyway. So we'll do it. But um, it's not enough. And by the way, the other thing was they they thought, okay, here is a strategy the Democrats had. Are you ready for this? They figured, okay, hey Joe, you go talk to your brothers over on the other side of the aisle, and you figure out a way to uh. get a voting rights act done. And if you can kind of get that done, that'll loosen things up for us to get this reconciliation bill done. And it'll be like, a, we'll get back to like norms. This is how we used to act in the Senate and all these things. And I mean, you know, how did that go, Jared? It didn't go well, is what I'll yeah, say. Yeah, not great, and, Bob. And not great, Bob. It's called retooling. And listen, it really upset me to watch my team get torn apart and the players sold off and traded away. I have to tell you, look at what we're dealing with now. This doesn't work. Having 50 Democrats in the Senate isn't going to get things passed. And I understand people are going to say, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. The problem with the Democratic Party for the longest time, and this goes back to everything that we've talked about from Bill Clinton to neoliberalism to the Democratic Party moving right, it has always been based on the idea of, we got to go after that voter, that independent, right-leaning voter, and we can't do big, giant things. You have to start trying. This doesn't work. This is not, it's not conducive. And now we're hearing that Kirsten Sinema might leave the Democratic Party. Good. Bye-bye. Take care. Don't write. We won't write you. Start finding people who can go into places like Arizona and West Virginia. Matter of fact, Find you a candidate who can go into West Virginia and say, do you know why your lives suck right now? I'll give you I'll give you public enemy number one, Joe Manchin. You have voted for him time and time again. Look what he does when he goes in. That's your investment that he's taking away. That's your life that he's making worse. They have to figure something out and you have to start having faith that something larger based on your principles can work. And unfortunately right now the party is completely controlled by the anxiety that these bigger projects cannot be popular. Right. Well, I, the other thing is by folding in this, this humongous bill, all the things they want to do in the biggest wish list possible, you're guaranteeing, yeah, you're going to have these two people hold it hostage. But the, the key here isn't that like there's only a couple things that they don't want and then they're going to pair those up. It just doesn't sound like they want this bill, period. Cinema At and mansion. All. Right. Like there's just nothing you're going to get done. It, even if it's one and a half trillion, it's not going to get done. If it's one trillion, it's not going to get done. That that's, it seems to be what is going to happen here. And as a result, the time is going to run out and they're going to get screwed in the midterms. And then who knows what happens in 2024. So, you know, I, I have a feeling the Democrats encouraged him to start to to get the Republicans on board for a Voting Rights Act bill, which they never were ever going to get on board with, even though most of the things in that bill pared down the mansion version are extremely pop popular with with middle of the road Republicans. But all of this stuff is popular. Yeah. All of it is popular. Yeah. Every single bit of it. So I yeah. think that the key here is, is that it's like the, the only way they're going to get things through anyway was through breaking the filibuster anyway. Right. And we knew they were, he was never going to be on board with that. So I think the Democrats are hoping that by showing that the Republican Senate but to a person voted against this, what was a reasonable bill for the voting rights, that that will prove to him that he has to break the filibuster when it comes time to do that, because they're not going to negotiate on good faith. I, I mean, but it, to, to, for me, Manchin doesn't, doesn't seem like uh, he, he's convinced from that. that. That's another backfire of some sort of strategy that the Democrats have. Absolutely. And I and like take a look at where we're at right now. This is just a, a sampling of what Mansion and Cinema have now carved out. 
right? Of course, now clean energy has to go because, you know, Joe Manchin loves to roll around in some coal and some oil every now and then. Uh, we got to do means testing for limited aid, right? Which ensures that the poorest and also people of color are not going to get a hold of that. Uh, as we talked about on the last episode, that is going to be limited to people making less than a cumulative $60,000 a year. So figure out how that's going to work. Uh, we also, by the way, found out over the past couple of days that the Democrats are now discussing not actually raising taxes on the wealthy in order to pay for any of this. So that effectively kneecaps all of it. And then a fun thing, and I think this is instructive, and I think this is something that our listeners and anybody who looks at all of this needs to really take a long and uh, curious glance at. So it has now come out that this idea that funding community college like tuition-free community college, that that's not going to happen. That's been kicked out of the bill, right? That is now not, not, not even on the table anymore. I want to remind people that back when the primaries were going on for the Democratic nomination, the, the argument wasn't community college. The question was whether or not you would have tuition-free public university or tuition-free community college. Well, what did the Democrats do? They fought amongst themselves. They negotiated amongst themselves. They said, no, we can't do university, right? We can't do tuition-free public university. We have to do community college. So what happens when this bill is introduced into the Senate? Joe Manchin says, no, not community college. If you would have started with public universities, you might have very well have seen it go down to community college. So the Democrats have done this time and time again. They get in their own way, and we've seen this happen since the Clinton administration. They have constantly kneecapped their own efforts to afford any type of agenda that they believe in because they're terrified that the people out there will not accept it. Guess who would accept tuition-free college? Everybody, right? everybody. So that's what's fascinating to me is you got to look at it from the other side. What is the motivation to oppose th that kind of measure or the myriad other measures that clearly are designed? Now, of course, it's like, well, it's waste. You know, that's all going to be wasted money. We're going to all my hard earned money is going to go to nothing because it's going to not go the right place. I suppose that's what he's arguing. But certainly with like community college, that at least is a pipeline that's clear. It can go to the school. People can enroll. I mean, what it sounds like they're saying is that we don't want people to better themselves. We don't want people to have an opportunity to go to college like we did with the GI Bill after World War II. That's what it sounds like. And I don't know how else you can argue that point. And by the way, I would wish that the Democrats would frame it that way against the Republicans, and they don't. Yeah, and, and they've constantly failed on this front. And the part of the problem, and, and this boils down to what we have to talk about, the Democrats have no idea how to communicate what they believe in. That's been the problem for decades right now. And I, I and listen, we we've told our listeners before, we're you know we're we're not a partisan podcast. I think we both have ideologies. We both have things that we believe in. Uh, I think we're both I think we're both leftists, so to speak. Um, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to carry water for Joe Biden simply because he's a Democrat. We need to talk about this. So far, and, and his numbers are slipping. They they really are. They're they're in danger right now. His approval rating on five thirty eight is forty three point seven. All of all of these polls are showing around the forties. And listen, 
Polls are polls, but I have to tell you the reason why his numbers are going down, it isn't just COVID. It's the fact that he told people the reason that he should be president is because he was a longtime veteran of the Senate and he was going to make sure that things worked in the Senate. Well, guess what? There's a fire where he used to live and he doesn't have any control over it. He hasn't been out there. I, I, I'm sorry. He's not really selling this to the public. He's not creating any momentum for it. The de facto president right now is Joe Manchin. That's what's happened right now. What the Democrats have to do, and by the way, you can sit here and praise Barack Obama all that you want. One of the bigger problems of Barack Obama's administration is that he was afraid to tell the people what he was doing and what he had done. You have to communicate to people what your programs are, what your mission is, what your agenda is. You have to get out, you have to sell it, and then when you do it, you have to explain to people what has been done. The narrative in this country has changed to the fact that this presidency, quote unquote, is is floundering, and it's because they're not out in front of this because Democrats are terrified to talk about any investment and any sort of program that can make lives better because, Nick, I know, listen, I hope you're sitting down. I hope the people listening at home, I hope that they're not driving. I hope you're not handling explosive chemicals or flammable materials because the moment that they talk about what they actually believe in and what they want to get done, they're going to get called socialists and communist and they're terrified of it and they've been terrified of it for decades and they lack the ability to actually communicate this stuff well i would argue that at least in 2008 they weren't so terrified and they were able to pass the <laughs> obamacare i agreed well they yeah. had the numbers for but, sure. but, yeah. right and they had a, a, a majority proof uh senate but here's the thing um what happened out of that? Like, so I would almost argue that like there was a falling out of this whole period. And then as soon as 2010 hit and the Tea Party hit, that was now in the, we're in the throes of the yep. fear of that, which is like just rooted in that. So thanks, Obama. But um, meanwhile, uh, I, I, um, I don't, you're right. I think the problem with that Biden is having is that he's not out there, right? They're kind of hiding him a little bit. He's not doing too many of the press conferences or, or you know, city hall, not city halls, what are they called? Um, Town hall. Town he's halls. doing one tonight. Oh, and, go figure. And, yeah, he's doing one tonight. And like, God, Godspeed. I hope you're able to communicate this stuff. But it's actually, I do you feel sometimes, and I'd be interested to hear your take on this. Trump was in our lives every second of every day. You could not escape Donald Trump as president of the United States. God help us. There was no ability. It feels like in part the reaction has been like, just get Joe Biden away from the people. Just let him breathe. Let them think there's somebody in charge at the wheel and doing all this stuff. But the problem is that the environment that Trump thrived in and I think sort of uh, ushered in and amplified that any vacuum is immediately filled by either people who are acting in bad faith, spreading misinformation and conspiracy theories, or Joe Manchin, who, by the way, at this point, has blown up like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man on attention in hot air. Like, it feels like Biden has left a vacuum for other people to fill. A absolutely terrific point. A vacuum is bad. You know, it's bad. not enough to be, like, stable and, and reliable and, and just sort of back to norms or whatever. No, you need to film that, fill that. And it was even like what Cuomo was doing with his daily reports on I COVID. I agree. Right? Yep. There was something about that that, like, was reassuring until... <laughs> 
until it, until wasn't. it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, you're right. And, and I don't know if Biden's up for that. That's the other problem, right? Like it, it certainly leads to a lot more of this accusations of him not, you know, having dementia. Everything that clearly Trump has, they can just now they accuse Biden of. And um, there's not a lot of other evidence to like refute that. And um, it's, it's really frustrating. Yeah. And you've been listening to a free preview of our Patreon exclusive Weekender show. If you want to get in on all the fun and get that bonus episode every week, not to mention exclusive content, uh, live hangouts, question and answer sessions. We're even going to do some of these live so you can come and watch how the sausage is made. All you have to do is go over to patreon.com slash podcast. On top of that, you get to hang out with the Muckrake community, which are a really good group of people. So you should do that. That is patreon.com slash podcast. We'll see everybody next week.